Good morning. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys are doing fantastic this Christmas season. We're here again this beautiful, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous Sunday that our God has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We love you guys. Um, we appreciate your coming, coming in. We appreciate your, you know, looking. We look forward to you joining us. And, and since you're always here, we believe that you look forward to our joining you as well. So we are excited about that. We're going to get into the word of God this morning. Um, and guess what, guys? We're going to talk about relationships. You know, um, it's like there's so, you know, those, there are so many people who are, who are looking to get into relationships. And there are other people who are in relationships and want to get out of them. And then there are those somewhere in between. But we're going to talk about relationships today because we are relational people. You know, we are. We, our relationships are good. They're supposed to be good. So let, as we talk about that today, um, they are important. They're very important. And to think of something that's at, that is as important as a relationship, so many of us have so many problems in handling a relationship. There are so many problems. And we're going to talk about a couple of those things this morning. And the first thing we're going to talk about is <laughs> one of the things that hinders relationships are arguments. Arguments. He's always arguing. She's always arguing. We're always arguing. We just can't get along. Arguments. It's something as simple as, as that. And it, I'm saying it's simple, but I believe me, it can be magnified. I understand that. But when it comes to arguments, usually the reason we argue is because I want you to see things my way. Usually that's why people argue, because the person that they're talking with isn't agreeing with them. Yeah. And so you're into an argument because you're trying to convince somebody and then pride comes in, you know, and it roller coasters from there because I want you to agree with me because I'm right. No. It's just that simple. Okay. So, so what happens is, um, as I said, you open the door for pride to come in and when pride comes in, it comes in and has a seat, mind you, and it sits there and waits for the next argument. Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. But the way we're going to talk about, the way we're going to talk about relationships today is in relation to the word of God. Because relationships are designed to work by God's plan not by our plan. So with that being said, our first scripture is Luke 2. We're going to read Luke 2, verses 13 through 14. And pastor's here, so he can correct me if I'm wrong in this. And Luke 2, he says, don't tell him, I'm not here. He says, <laughs> so in Luke 2, 13 through 14, it reads, well, before I read it, there was, um, I think about maybe a 400-year time period when God was silent and he wasn't, you know, 
no one was hearing God. You, you know, we know about the prophets, but no one was hearing from the prophets. God was silent and he wasn't speaking to men. How I cannot imagine my heavenly father who I love, who loves me first of all, and I, I can't imagine not hearing from him. And if to think over a period of maybe some 400 years, man wasn't hearing from God. That in itself is, is fearful. It's, it's, I can't even imagine. Truly, I cannot imagine that. Dreadful. So here we are in Luke 2, 13 through 14. And it reads, I'm going to read it now. Once I get over there, I thought I was there. And this is, this is the night. This is the night when Christ, when Christ was born. He had, come, he had come onto the earth. Luke 13 and 14, and suddenly there was, I'm sorry, Luke 2, 13 and 14, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Peace had come to earth in our son Jesus Christ. Peace had come. Now we can, we can rebuild or have that relationship. You know when there's peace, there's no room for arguing. When there's peace, you're so conscientious of the other persons, of what they're saying. You are so conscientious of their feelings, Conscience, I said conscientious. You're so conscious of their feelings. You truly are. You want to listen. You want, you're, more, you're more in tune to hearing what they have to say than what you have to say because they're important to you. What they're saying is important to you. That's a relationship. And in our relationship with the Father, what he's saying to us, what he has spoken to us, should be so important to us. His word should be so important to us because in his word is peace. And we need peace. And he has given us peace. Peace has come back to earth. We need but to walk in that which he has provided for us and given unto us through his son. The next thing is communication. And in communicating, you're going to communicate verbally, um, the written word, you know, the spoken word, the written word, body language. You're communicating in all those ways. What you say, what you don't say, you're still communicating. Communication is so important. And someone is always sending a message, and another person is receiving that message when you communicate. How many times have, have we heard, how many times have I said in, in times past, you're not listening to me? How many times have I said that? And how many times when I would, I would be like, oh, you were listening, but what I said was, was said back to me. Um, I'm, and, I, I'm, and in this communication, guys, in this communication, I'm going to talk to the women a little bit more here, just a little bit more, because 
women tend to be, men are pretty easy, I'm gonna say it. Men, are, men aren't as difficult as women. They really aren't. And maybe, maybe I can say that because I did grow up with eight brothers. So maybe that's, maybe I had an advantage in that. I had eight brothers and I saw there was less, there was so much less drama with men than with women. And, I, and being a woman, you know, we sometimes there can be drama. But oftentimes, when we're saying, you're not listening to me, it's not that they're, it's not, that they're not listening to you. A lot of times they're just waiting. They're listening and they're waiting and they're not responding until they, being a man, they've gotten all the information and after they've gotten all the information, now they can analyze it, they can put things in, 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 as in perspective, and when they come back and when they, when they do respond, it's like, wow. I mean, that's all we can say. It's like, wow. It's like, yeah, they, they really, truly are listening to us. And I'm gonna tell you, um, what happens is, if you don't learn to communicate effectively, you're going to argue, point blank. You're going to argue. So let's learn to communicate by listening and, um, and by, uh, in Psalms, Psalms 46, I think it, it says, I, can't, I didn't write the verse down, and it says, to be still. Let's learn to listen. Let's learn to just stop and listen. God says, he says to be still and know that I'm God. Just stop. Just put the brakes on for a minute. 4610, Psalms 4610. Be still, know that I am God. Let God have his place in your life. Because so many of us would say, well, I have God in my life. And I'm not coming against that at all. But, but where? What place does he have in your life? That's the question. What place does he have? Is he in your life, but you're just living your life, and God, come along with me, and whatever mess I get myself in, I'm believing you'll get me out of. That's not the way we're to live this life. Because a good father avoids, if we would listen, a good parent, he's, he's, he's always avoiding. He doesn't want us going down roads we need not go down to learn lessons that we need not learn. He doesn't want us to do that because he's a good father. So he would say to us, you know, be still. And then in James, let's turn over to James chapter 1. Glory be to God. God is good. God is good. And he wants to communicate with us. And he's, but we've got to do our part in his word. We've got to get into the word of God, listen to the word of God, love the word of God, so that we, when we hear, we know that we're hearing from God because we're going to hear things. I mean, the scripture tells us there's many voices in the world. We're going to hear things, but where are they coming from? When you know the word of God, because the scriptures also tells us that uh, um, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger they will not follow. So if I'm, hearing, if I'm hearing some words, I know that's my God. I know those are his words. They're not a voice of a stranger. 
Glory be to God. In James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, it reads, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Be swift to hear. Instead of being swift to talk, instead of being swift to get your point across, be swift to listen. Listen to, listen to the voice of God, but listen when you're communicating with others. Be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Oh, my goodness. Please take note of that. Please put it on your forehead or something. Be slow to speak. So often, so often, and I'm guilty. I can say this because I have been guilty of it. I'm hoping I've been delivered from it, but I have been guilty of what I'm about to say. Be slow to speak. There's been times when someone is speaking to you, and you can't wait for them to finish so you can get your turn. And you know what you've done, in fact? You're not even listening to them. They're talking, and you're not listening. Because you the only thing you're hearing is what you want to say, and then you're hearing what you want to say. It's like, I wish they would just shut up so I, can have, so I can speak. That is not communicating. That's pride. That's pride. It's not even communicating. Glory be to God. Glory be to God and slow to speak. That's what the Bible says. Now, in, in relationships, you need to read the Bible. In this relationship, you need to know because in this relationship, our father is the stronger one in this relationship. In my relationship with my father, he's the stronger one. I'm the weaker one. Because I find all of my strength in Jesus Christ. That's where all of my strength is. Yes. So now, the scripture says, now listen, to, if, we would be, if we would be quick to hear, if we would be slow to speak, guess what? We would be slow to wrath. We would be slow to get angry. And guess what you're doing now? You're avoiding an argument. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, we're avoiding an argument. If we would apply this, glory be to God. Unless in verse 20 says, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So now what has happened, what has happened because we just did, we went against what the word of God says and we were, and we were, we were quick to, we were, um, we didn't want, we didn't want to, we didn't want to hear and then we running off at the mouth and now we're angry. Now that we're angry in that wrath, guess what? Guess what? The righteousness of God is not working for us right now. His righteousness isn't working for us right now. Not because it's not there, because we've stepped out of it. Because now we've taken the reins. And that's not what he wants us to do in a relationship. He wants to be in charge of this relationship. But let's keep going, guys. In verse 22 through 24, it says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We, oh my, oh my Jesus. We, we're, you know, we're quick to, I, I know the word. I know the word. No, you don't. You know, and you know what? That's pride even saying, I know the word. That's pride saying that. 
That's not the spirit of God inside of you because, because the spirit of God inside of you, humility would not say, I know the word. Humility would live the word so that others would build you up. You don't have to build up yourself. Live the life that others will look at you and say, that man is living the word of God. That woman is living the man of God, is, a, is living the word of God. Let others exalt you. Don't exalt yourself. And then, and then, um, for if any man, if any man and woman, mankind, be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass, where he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Because I'm saying, I know the word. And I, you know, and I, you know, usually people puff their chest out when they say that. I know the word. And they do the little head thing too. And here we, you know, here you are saying, you know the word. But yet, when you turn away and you go out and you live this life, your life is no different than anybody else. That's the sad part. You've forgotten that word. You don't, you're not living that word. That word that you boast of knowing. Because it's not a knowing in your head. It's a knowing in your heart. And when you know it in your heart, you can't help but live it. Because it's when it's in your heart you're so conscious of it all the time because it's in your heart. How awesome is that? What a mighty God we serve. Did I read 24? Yes. Okay. Now, I remember <laughs> going back because we're still talking about communicating because in communicating, you want the person that you're talking with to understand what you're saying, to really get what you're saying, to hear what you're saying, to understand what you're saying. You really want that to happen. So now, I remember when, when our kids were younger and we'd have conversations and, um, and I would ask them, okay, tell me, you know, tell, what did I say? What did you hear? And they would tell me what they heard. No, 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 no. Let me change that. They would tell me how they interpreted what I said. When someone, and I remember saying to them, do not add to what I'm saying. What I'm saying, this is, this is what, what I mean, it's what I'm saying. Do not add to it. Do not take away from it. Just take what I said. When you're communicating with someone, and they say it and they're voicing their feelings or whatever they're voicing to you. Please, 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 I beg you, please, as you're listening to them or not listening to them, don't say, you said that, but you meant this. No. Because when you're doing that, what you're saying is, what you're doing, and not, you probably don't even know this. What you're doing is that you're taking their words that just came out of their mouth and you're taking those words and you're comparing them to some of your past experiences. You're comparing them to somebody else. You can, you're making these comparisons. You're going back and you're doing... That has nothing to do with what this person is saying right now. 
It has nothing at all to do with it. So take what they're saying and apply it to right then, right then, and discuss the then, discuss the now. Don't discuss the, discuss the now. So what you, what you're hearing, what I'm saying, what my husband, when my husband speaks to me, I take each word and like, that's what he's saying. What he said is what he's saying. I can't, honestly, I, t I kid you not. I can't, when he's talking to me, I cannot say, yeah, you said that, but this is what you mean. This is what you meant. I can't say that. That's not true. Because what he's saying is really what he means. As ugly, if it's ugly, if it's wrapped in a present, and it's, I'm saying if I've done something. <laughs> he's, making, he's back there making faces. <laughs> he's making me laugh. But yes, that's what I'm, that's, that's, that's how you communicate. And in so doing, you're keeping pride out of the way. You're continuing to communicate. You're not arguing. You're, you're, so, you're aware of, of his feelings. He's aware of your feelings. And, and you just keep going forward. Amen. You keep going forward. And this is, this is pleasing to the Lord. Now, we're going to talk about because, I mean, and there's a lot of things. I, I'm, this isn't, an, and of course, this isn't an as extensive study. This isn't an extensive talk on communicating because there's, I mean, relationships. Because there's, we understand there's so many things involved in relationships. We understand that. But I would be amiss not to mention, especially the times that we're going through right now, not to, that so many are going through. I, I'm, I'm, I, for me, not to mention money is, um, I would, it's like I have to. That's something that has to be mentioned when you're talking about relationships and, and um, things that hinder relationships. Um, and you know, money can, be a, money can be an issue in a relationship if there's too much money as well as too little, truthfully. Because oftentimes we often think, oh, there's, you know, when there's, there's, there's not enough. But you know, sometimes there can be an abundance and there can still be issues. Yes. It, does, it doesn't matter. So let's get to, let's get to what the, uh, let's see some things the Bible says. Let's turn over to Acts, Acts 4. Let's go to Acts 4. And we're going to look at verses 29 through 35. Acts 4, 29 through 35. And this was, a t this was the time, you know, the, uh, the church, you know, Jesus had, um, you know, come. Jesus had gone back. The, um, the, this, the disciples in the 20 had been in the upper room. The Holy Ghost had come. You guys are familiar with, with what happened. And so this is, this is that time period. So Acts chapter 4, verse 29, we're going to start reading. And now, Lord, behold, their threatenings. And the threatenings are the people, the Sadducees or Pharisees, whichever sees they were. They were coming after the church, you know, threatening the church, hating the church, wanting to do all these things to the, to the church because they're speaking about Jesus Christ. So 29, and now, Lord, behold, their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak the word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. 
And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any that any of them that ought of the things which be possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and bought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and the distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. No, we are not telling you to go sell just everything you got and give it to the preacher. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying, we're talking about the heart, the heart of the people. Their heart, and they were one. The scripture says they were of one mind and one heart. And that heart was in tune to Lord. That relationship was with God. They understand, Lord, you've given me all that I have. You've given it unto me. But I, I'm going to, my heart is so connected to you that these people, they sold their possessions. They sold their land. And then, and what did they do? They gave it to the, the disciples. And now the disciples can minister to those who were in need. Especially now during this season, I'm, I'm speaking this to you guys. Please, look, search your heart. Search your heart. And during this season, let the Lord speak to your heart about those who you know, who, who's in your atmosphere. Is it atmosphere? Circle. Speak to your heart. Then maybe there's some way you can bless them. I'm not saying I'm not saying how I'm simply saying because blessings come in so many forms. The first thing people think about is money. That's the first thing people think about is money. But blessings come in so many forms. So many. So especially and, I, and, and I'm saying during this season, but of course, this should be constantly every day. It's what it should be. But if you can't do it every day, at least do it during the holidays, <laughs> you know. But no, listen, listen to my, what I'm saying here. Their heart was so in tune, was so in tune that with the Lord's heart, that money wasn't an issue. Their possessions, you know, what they, their, their, their land, it wasn't an issue. It didn't, mean, it didn't mean to them what it did prior to that day. It had changed. Their focus had changed. Their heart had changed. They were in one heart, they were in one mind, and their focus was the Lord, and the desire of their heart was to please the Lord, and the desire of their heart was that because in God, because his heart, he wants no one to lack. In their heart, they wanted no one to lack. They wanted no one to be without. That was their heart. And look at, um, look at 1 Timothy 6.10. Glory be to God. 1 Timothy 6.10. I hope you guys do go back and, and read these scriptures and let the Lord minister to you. 1 Timothy 6.10, and it reads, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith 
and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's okay to have money. You've said it. We've heard it and said it many times. Money shouldn't have you. But look what happens, which while some coveted, some people covet. They covet after money. They covet after possessions. They covet after things. They covet this. They have erred from the faith. If you're coveting these things, if you're coveting money, you've erred from the faith. You're not trusting God. You're not believing in God. You're not. You've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows, and you've caused sorrow upon yourself. You've caused it to come because you erred from the faith because you trusted in possessions. You did it, and then you blame God. You did it. Let's not err from the faith. Let's have one heart and one mind. And that's the mind of Christ. That's the heart of Christ. Glory be to God. There's nothing, i say it again, there's nothing wrong with money in its place. In its place. Glory be to God. Let's look at James 4, 7. Amen. I hope you guys are being blessed. James, I love sharing the word of God with you. James 4, 7. Um, I don't think that's what I wanted. What does it say? Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That wasn't what I wanted. I don't know what was. I don't know. I don't remember now what the next verse. I don't know what. Um, a portion of the verse, I, I wrote it. I wrote the wrong verse down. But a portion of it says, if you, those who know to do good and don't, to him is sin. That's the verse. That's a portion. I may not be quoting it exactly right. But if you know to do good, and here we are in this season, this season when God brought peace to earth, here we are in this season. And when you know to do good and you don't do it, that's not pleasing to God. When he speaks to your heart to bless someone, bless that person because that blesses you. That truly blesses you. It's 417. Glory be to God. Therefore, James 417, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And you cannot tell me God has not spoken to your heart to do things and you and you just didn't. For whatever reason, you didn't. Yeah. The Bible says you sinned because you didn't obey. You didn't obey as the Lord spoke. Glory be to God. So now, guys, so what have we, what have we found out? That in relationships, arguments, arguments, let's say, no, 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 we're not going to argue. We're going to learn to communicate so that we don't argue. And one of the things that we're going to learn, oh, yeah, going back to money, go to the Lord. Go to the Lord and have, take, your, take it to the God and have him minister to you in that area. So that you and your spouse can be on the same page in that area. You need to be on the same page. Communication. Communication. Yes. 
You need to be. Because if you're not, guess what? You've opened the door. You've opened the door. And pride comes in and confusion and all kinds of stuff. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8, and we're going to start reading at verse 35. Glory be to God. Romans 8, and we're going to start at verse 35. Almost there. I know, you know, you guys are like, why doesn't she have, you know, I, there's something about, I, it's probably old school, whatever, but I like turning pages. <laughs> I like filling pages. I know, it's like, that's just flip, flip, flip. That's just, that's just one of my pet peeves, I guess. Romans 8.35, glory be to God. That's where we'll start reading. And it reads, we're going to talk about the love of God. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? We're talking about relationships, remember? What can separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for they, for they sake, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through them, through him that loved us. What can separate me from the love of God? Tribulation, distress, famine, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know what? No, no, no. Let's keep reading. For I am, verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In a relationship, things are going to come. Things are going to come because we're in this world that is cursed, that the devil is the God of, of this world. But thank God, we're in the kingdom of God, and we're not subject to this world. Glory be to God. But when things come, we are confident in knowing that we are victorious. Because when things come, we choose not to opt out because of situations. We choose to trust and believe God, and we choose to get to the side of victory, to see God again bring us through, to see God again move in our life, to see him again understand, um, in our understanding that, we're up, that we are above. We have, to, we have to get in the word of God. We have to see ourselves in the word of God, that this is who we are. We, have, we, we see it as being Jesus, but this is who we are because we are in Christ. We're seated in him. So when things, in, in this love, in this relationship, we love through it. 
when, 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 when something comes to, 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 to test or try us, we love through it. And we can because of Christ in us. He will never, when the scripture says nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing, that's, that's the Bible and it's truth. And it will never change. I can say this, and I can say this without any hesitation, reservation. There's nothing, my husband and I, there is nothing that can separate our love for one another. And what's so awesome about that is it's nothing we did. It's all what God did. Amen. Every Amen. bit of it, he did it. So if any, rela any relationship in a, that you're in right now, and I'm saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about, um, when I say relationships and the things that I'm talk I've been talking about, yes, I pretty much said spouse because, because the, 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 the foundation that's laid, that foundation that's there on a husband and a wife, because if you're, you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's not a, it's not a husband or a wife. It's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So that's not the relationship I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that's solid, that's in Christ Jesus. And what he does, the way he, the way he builds on what he created. He instituted the marriage, the family, and he builds on that. And the love that he gives, that he's placed in our hearts, I, it's amazing, what can I say? It's amazing. When you know and you, and, and, that's, and you know, I mean, I know, my husband knows, whatever we're faced with, we get through it together in Christ. We know that. That's settled in our hearts. We know that nothing can come against what God has established. I'm repeating myself. We didn't establish this. God did because we believed his word. We believed his word, and we're believing his word. And we can only thank the Lord for that. Because it's so I'm saying now, those of you, if you're wanting a, a secure relationship, if you're in a relationship right now and it's, it's things aren't working the way you feel that they should, my advice to you is to get your eyes off your spouse and go to God. Mm. Another thing I wanted to say to you women, <laughs> we're probably gonna get a lot of remarks from, from the women are gonna be coming at me on this one. Um, another thing I want to say to you women, your husband loves praise. He loves being praised. But you know why he loves being praised? It's not for his ego. It really it isn't. It's because he was built. He was not built. He was formed. He was formed. Is that the correct word? He was formed in the image of God. And God loves praise. So that man, he's like his father. He loves praise. So anytime you would find yourself wanting to, like he's not doing this or you're not doing that, don't. Don't do it. Focus on the good that he's doing. Speak the word of God. Focus on the good that he's doing. Build him up. That he, when he goes out to the world, there's a whole world out there to tear him down. He doesn't come home to be torn down. He comes home to be built up. That's his kingdom. That's his kingdom. 
Glory be to God. So when he walks in that house, that's where he finds his peace, his solitude. He's surrounded by love. So he doesn't need criticism. He needs to be appreciated. Glory be to God. God is good. There's a reason for God builds relationships. He builds relationships. So let's allow him to build our relationship. Let's allow him to do it. So glory be to God, guys. That's all I've got for you. I'm hoping you'll, I'm hoping you'll go back and view this. I'm hoping it stirred something up inside of you. I'm hoping you have questions. I'm hoping you'll just take it to God. You wrote the scriptures down. Let the Lord speak to your heart. Let him, because he can, he just penetrates it. Glory be to God. So this relationship is only found in Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, if you haven't accepted him into your heart, you can do it right now. You can ask Jesus to come into your heart. You can ask him to live his life in you, in and through you. And he will, because that's why he died, because he wanted a way to get into our heart so that he could live. He can give us peace and joy, the patience. He can supply us with all that we need, all that we need, and mainly so we can walk in love toward our brothers and our sisters. The scripture says that people will know that we're his disciples because we show love one toward another. So again, first let me thank you for tuning in. Let me um, wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, and I speak blessings on each and every one of you. I speak God's purpose, his will be done in your life. I speak peace to you, to your home. I speak joy to you, that there's no confusion, that you will be quick, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to raft. Because the raft, if you're in raft, you don't, you're not working, you're not in the righteousness of God, you're not allowing righteousness to operate, and righteousness is who we are. Glory be to God. So we do. We love you guys so very much. We thank you for being here. If, you, if this has been a blessing to you, we ask that you like this video. We ask that you share this video. And um, go. Go in love. Go in peace. And celebrate Jesus. We love you guys. God bless you. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.